the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast that has hosts participating in a world championship of darts pool. We'll get to that later, but we start Banks, RET, myself, Taylor Spike. We start with more Ravens talk, gentlemen. Uh, we were coming out of Sunday as the big storyline being the Ravens losing, but really the Ravens losing Lamar Jackson to injury. We don't really have any conclusive news on this. It's a sprained ankle. His status is certainly in doubt potentially for Sunday, but John Harbaugh came out and said, Lamar is in my plans this weekend. Banks, you said Lamar is also in your plans this weekend. Do you believe he suits up on Sunday against the Packers? Did you just listen to what you just said? He's in my plans for Sunday. There you go. Yeah, I mean – I didn't know if your mind had changed. The vibes are all high. Everything I'm hearing is – it's not like ho-hum, like everything's peachy, but it's like, yeah, or the expectation that he's going to play. It's sprained ankle is a sprained ankle. You you tape that bitch up. It's not a high ankle sprain. It's nothing too serious. So you tape that bitch up and you get out there, you play football. It's December. It's it's where the the lights are shining bright. Uh, The situation is is – you know, it's big time football now. And uh, yeah, we'll see if the ankle kind of hobbles him a little bit and limits what some of the things that he can do. But um, well, I guess we won't know until, until he gets out there on Sunday. But I'm optimistic that he'll go out there and he'll play. And it's not like the guy on the other side doesn't have his own issues going on. Not that that's slowed him down much at all. But um, yeah, it's, it's the, the alarms are not going off whether you read between the lines publicly or what I'm hearing privately, there's nothing that's, that's, you know, thinking that this is a major, major issue. The, the talking heads are ba- like, they're praying that this happens so they can have the, like the storyline of like Lamar Jackson is sidelined because of a sprained ankle while his team needs him most, you know, like they, they're, they want like a sprained ankle to take down Lamar and like this Ravens team. And, like, I'm talking, like, the cowherd. Like, Mike Preston would have a field day if this happened, I feel like. He would have, like, a scathing article about I don't know if that's the bigger talking head. And and anything like that. I don't know if that's the bigger talking head point or if it is the, like, oh, this was bound to happen. Lamar was always going to get banged up. He just runs a little too much. Even though he got hurt. That guy already did that. He also got hurt on a play that any quarterback in the league could have gotten hurt on. He was just, you know, moving out of the pocket and trying to get rid of the ball. It's not like he – uh, you know, had it happen 20 yards down the field. It does definitely sound like he's going to play. I, I don't think John Harbaugh would have been that. Not th- he was semi-coy, but I also don't think he would have put it in those terms. I guess theoretically you could try to hide it and you can, you know, the Packers have to kind of try to prepare for two guys. But um, it, it sounds like he's going to play. And if he doesn't play, I think Tyler Huntley showed you enough on Sunday to think he can at least make the Ravens competitive in this game. Really, the question will be, can the Ravens stop Aaron Rodgers, which the Bears could not on Sunday. Oof. Yeah, he's scary. We all know. We've all seen it. Like, we know who Aaron Rodgers is. We've seen it time and time again. Um, and, and when we saw Marlon go down last week, yeah, it, this was the one that we probably circled most and said, oh, shit, like, we could be in big trouble on that one. Now, with that said, like, yeah, it was Baker Mayfield, and he's hurt. He's banged up. That offense is, like we, like we said on Sunday – after the game, the Browns are nothing special. I mean, they are not scaring anybody. But that defense, all things considered, there were the, the some penalties that were questionable. But I thought they performed pretty well, as much as you could possibly ask for it. 
that there weren't all that many like broken plays like we saw with some of the guys, you know, earlier in the season when we were healthier. Um, I thought Chris Westry played very well uh, given the the circumstances. And, um, you know, Anthony Averitt is, you know, he did a few things that he does with some, you know, dumb penalties and whatever, but overall, I came away feeling better after that game than maybe I did going in um, than I ever could have considered given a losing result. Yeah. I, I think that it's just going to be, as you said, like Aaron Rodgers, as scary as they come, like it is, you know, but the Ravens defense has sort of slowly kind of pieced this thing together. The question will be like, do they really have anyone that can cover Devonte Adams? That, that, that is to me, like who is going out there against one of the best route runners in football? Are they going to shade a lot to him? Are they just going to try to shut him down and say, everybody else beat us? They do have a pretty beat up offensive line. At one point during the game, they lost, they lost, you know, uh, somebody to injury. His name is escaping me. Yeah. But a third offensive line, but they were, they were down to like four backups and a rookie on the offensive line and the Ravens defensive line pass rush and run defense has been very good for a few weeks now. So, you know, can they get to Rodgers that way? As you said, he's kind of nursed the toe injury, did not look like an issue at all on Sunday for him. The, the one throw he made over the outstretched arm of like the six foot, one of their, you know, big defensive linemen for the Bears, so, you know, to, to um, Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones over the top. He just, I, yeah. he just makes throws that, you know, he's going to just pound this. You would, you would think he's just going to be able to, to hurt this Draven secondary, but, you know, this is, I think, going to come down to whether the Ravens can sort of keep the ball out of his hands. Like, can the Ravens establish any sort of offensive rhythm on some drives and have some of those long drives that they had, you know, not enough, but against the Steelers a few weeks ago, where they were able yeah. to keep the ball a little bit. I mean, they're going to have to keep the ball in this game. You can give the ball to Baker Mayfield with four, five, three and outs, six, three and outs, and it's not going to hurt you as much. But if you are, you know, going three and out and you know, from the 25 and punting to Aaron Rodgers, eventually that's going to come back to haunt you. So can the, can the Ravens offense play a little bit of defense? I know it's a very cliche way to say it, but you know, with the Ravens secondary being a little bit of a ticking time bomb at times, especially with the guy under center for green Bay, you, you would hope that the Ravens offense can establish some things. Um, the bears had had a lot of success weirdly on special teams on Sunday night. So can the can the old special teams guru John Harbaugh cook up some things there as well? We shall this see. this is the Sam Cook throwing day. Like this is the this is the day we've been waiting for. I think this is the game we're going to see Sam Cook throw for first down. I I've been waiting that. for it all season. I, I th- it, it might be a game where you have to because you feel like you need you desperately need to get first downs to keep the ball. Yeah, that has to enter the equation. It's been in the pocket. It's not going to enter the equation against Cleveland because you're fine punting to Cleveland. You're like, okay, here it is. Correct. Figure it out. Not fine punting to Aaron Rodgers. No. But we're, I mean, we're at, we're at home here on Sunday. Obviously the stakes are high. The Packers are favored by five and a half. You don't see a team come to Baltimore be favored by near a touchdown. Hardly ever. Um, I still have this, this optimism that, the home crowd's going to come out there. Yeah, I'm sure Packer fans travel well. They, they tend to. But I, I, I have, still have this faith that John Harbaugh and, and the way he leads a locker room and, um, you know, Lamar Jackson, I expect him to play. But even if it isn't, that we're going to come out and give it, give it a good fight because that's just what we do in these types of games. It, 
I mean, it's – I don't know. Like we said all year, like this is a game that I think now, again, with everyone out, you're kind of like, oh, this is probably where it all kind of all falls apart. And every time we've kind of thought that or said that, it's like they rebound, they, they play a really good game. And, yeah, I mean, who, who knows how much this toe thing is really bothering him because, again – I think before the game, Roger said it was, it was just an injury. And after the game, it was like he was harping on it, where I woke up Monday morning being like, he doesn't sound happy or confident in, in this thing at all. And obviously, a toe's a toe. Um, but, I mean, it'll be interesting to, to see how, how it affects him. Um, you've talked about the whole Devontae Adams, who, what is he, at worst, the top three wide receiver in football? Yeah, I think no, he's at there. very worst. Um, you talked about it a little bit too. The thing that I'd be worried about is like, who's got, who's going to guard Aaron Jones out of the backfield. They love to like mix him in with screens and just kind of dump it off to him. And he, I mean, he is, he's an awesome receiver out of the backfield. And Patrick Queens, your guy there. Yeah. And, and I mean, that that's, that's just two athletic freaks, you know, lining up there. But I mean, I, my, my thought is if you got Aaron Jones on Patrick Queen and Aaron Rodgers is going to figure that out and he, he will, they'll get theirs. Um, it's and yeah, like this will probably be, I mean, I you know the Rams game in a couple of weeks is going to be a big one too. But yeah, this 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 stadium will probably be the most packed that it's been since the Chiefs game and and you know up until the the last Steelers game and the last game of the year. Um, it it's going to be something. I I almost wish that this was a prime time, you know, an eight o'clock game. I know it's a later. It did get flexed a little bit. Yeah, it was a one o'clock originally. Yeah, it would have yeah, been nice to see got it. Got flexed to the, night. to the America's Game of the Week Fox slot. Could have been there. a cool Saturday night, too. Or say, you know, would have had that nice uh, playoff feel to it. Oh, Saturday night. Like, they're, they, as we talked about pre pod, they're starting the Saturday night doubleheaders, which are electric. It's a lot yeah. of fun. It's going to be a little, yeah. I like, that Chargers game of three, four years ago is awesome. Yeah. I like shrieked when I saw the commercial for it, like this Saturday, doubleheader. And I was like, oh my God, it's yeah, good games, already. AFC games, Thursday and Saturday. Yeah, gonna actually know Five a lot games. about the picture with the three games before Sunday. All opportunity being, season. Uh, absolutely opportunity season with the all three of the AFC game or all three of the games leading to Sunday, all AFC playoff contenders involved. So, Re- real quick, too, I think I saw that they said that the Ravens have lost back to back December games for the first time since. It was probably the year that Flacco, the Mark, not the Mark Bolger, the Ryan Mallett, the the the, the gold pants year, whatever year that was, was that 2015? They may have won a couple games there down a stretch because of Will Hill and then Ryan Mallett. Yeah, the gold pants year. So like I'm I'm sure again I'm not, maybe I am chalking this up as a loss. When's the last time the Ravens have lost three straight games in December? I mean that's probably. Uh, if I had to just guess guy. any random given year. I would probably say 2007. Yeah, which again, I mean that that says something about. Nah, they did lose three in a row in 2015 in December. 2015, yeah, because I, I Miami, mean, I, Seattle, and Kansas City. And they, Kansas City was the the pants game. Yeah, the pants game. Was that they they finished <laughs> that year five and eleven? They did. Yeah, they yeah, beat yeah. the Steelers the week after the pan, the infamous pants game. Of course, I always forget about Mark Trestman being the offensive coordinator. <laughs> oh God, I I, I did see. I have watched that memory away. There was someone, I forget who, after Marlon Humphreys got injured, they, like, tweeted out, like, let's just wear the fucking gold pants and call this year a wrap. Like, let's just yeah. just get this over with. Kind of sad, fun. the 2015 draft. Two best guys picked by the Ravens no longer on the team. Zadarius Smith. Zadarius Smith and uh, Darren Waller. No, Zadarius Smith. He's, he, well, that's, that's 2015 they draft, not that. the draft that resulted afterwards. Correct. 2015 yeah. draft, not the result after this. Yeah. Um, Brashad Perry, <laughs> the Brashad Perryman draft. 
uh, what a staff. I love looking back at these. You just forget. Marty Morningweg, the cornerback coach, it's just tremendous. Marty Morningweg. Terrence West on that team. Your guy, Eric. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> you love Terrence West. I hate a uh, man. What an asshole. Always. You love Terrence West. Oh, I, I, I hear you're like the leader of the Terrence West Foundation. You, you support all of his efforts. Yeah. Yeah. That guy can kick rocks. Wow. Wow. Ta- one of Towson's finest exports, though. Who is Towson's finest export? Is Sean Landetta. Amy Schumer. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Amy Schumer. Jordan Dangerfield. <laughs> Safety for the Steelers. Yours truly. Gary Neal. Yeah, Gary you, Neal. Are, you are definitely – I. I can't That's imagine. A great question. Oh, you know who? You know who? You probably, you guys probably don't know him. Courage. He's a big uh, Call of Duty streamer. Courage the Cowardly Dog? Like legitimately yeah. one of like the biggest <laughs> video game streamers in the world. He's like a multi, multi, multi-millionaire at the age of I eight. am on the list of notable Towson University people. Uh, Mike Rowe, the host of Journey. Oh, Journey. yes. How can I forget Mike Rowe? Townsend State is back. That's when it was. Uh, Stacy Keebler. Oh, yeah. Stacy yeah. Keebler. Yeah. Uh, maybe <laughs> Schumer, as you said, Jerry Sandusky, the good one. Okay, the good, good one. Um, Not canceled. Uh, Casey Cannizzaro, mighty yes, Casey, yeah, from yeah, yeah, yeah. now a uh, now a WWE superstar. Stop. Um, my he- football head coach, Mike Loxley. In there. I don't think I knew he went to Towson. Played DB. Played DB at Towson. There's some other guys I'm sure I could come wow. up. With. Yeah. Um, nobody interesting for music. No interesting. Ra- oh, Brian Stutler, the uh, media writer for CNN. How about that? Oh, everyone's following along with that. Yeah. Oh, Sheila Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> they have Johnny Unitas here as a faculty member. <laughs> oh yeah, he was like, he was like a custodian. Towson Athletics Community Liaison. That's tremendous. That's so good. Um. <laughs> Shout out to Towson. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as you said, going way back, Ravens 5.0 and home. This is going to be, I think, a raucous environment. I think, I think people are going to be ready to go for this game. After- I think the, the 425 game time lends to that a little bit. It's yeah. a sweet spot there where you get a good tailgate going. You get out there not too early because the lots don't open yet, but you can get a, you know, That's you don't the- have to roll out of bed and go right to it. You can kind of get your base going and get prepared, be mentally prepared. Get out there to the lots, start early. You know, drink them early, drink them often, and and get in there. And you're gonna get a good night. You're gonna get a good night's sleep, and you're gonna get up, get out there with a lot of time. That's yeah. And you're also drinking because the sun's gonna be going down. You gotta get that base. You gotta get that that first layer of coat on, if you will. You and I will both. You and I will both be at the game, so we will be out there. Correct, Eric. Will you be down around the lots, or will you be watching from the? You'll. Oh, you have Titans at, at one o'clock, so you probably won't be around. Yeah. Uh, Chase Rice at the tailgate. I mean, I, I know you're a big big country music fan. <laughs> you talking to me? Yeah. Chase Rice could walk in my living room right now. And I would <laughs> Legitimate, like, gun. Oh, come on. Head. Respect the sponsor one time. With the <laughs> no, I, again, I, I like Cal's going to be there too, I believe. It's a huge one. Wow. Um, Cal at the tailgate. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, I have, I have no idea who Chase Rice is. I know he played I, football. I know he played football at uh, um, UNC. That's right. Um, I I don't think Jimmy's has any issue selling tickets for the tailgate, but the tailgate seems sweet. So if people are interested in the tailgate, go go search it on Twitter and you'll find it. Seems cool. I, it's couldn't be close. It, it's probably the closest big tailgate to my house here at Fed Hill. So it's like I can throw a football at it. Um, no balls. 
Maybe I will. Just toss it over the top in the roof. Throw it to Chase. Um, yeah, yeah, really good. Go throw it to Chase. Your guy, Chase Rice. Uh, prediction for this one, gentlemen. Uh, Eric, I'll start with you. 34-24 Packers. I think, I think they roll. I think they're rolling often. Um, again, I mean, Aaron, I, th- I think they're going to have a connection, him and Devontae Adams. No real shocker there. I think they're just going to exploit whoever the hell they want to put on him. Um, Averett, sure. They want to mix in Jimmy Smith. Maybe I know we're going to talk about him in a little bit, but, you know, old Raven, now new Raven, Tony Jefferson. Sure, throw him on there. Um, it's, I mean, he's just – he's a mismatch against pretty much anyone and especially against the secondary. So, I'm, I'm, I'm looking fantasy-wise, too, for a big game from Devontae. Thanks. 31-30, Ravens, JT from 52. Woo! Boom. Wow. The, the press box, the Mo Gabba sports person of the year. Justin Correct. Parker. Wow. Um, the Ravens can't help play, but play a close game, but they're not winning this game. 27-23 Packers. Mm. We'll, we'll just overcome the Ravens. This will be close. The Ravens can't do anything. Whether they're losing by – maybe they'll be losing 27 nothing. come all the way back. There's just no way this isn't close. And, and by that – Hopefully that will be a jinx that goes the Ravens way with the blowout win, but I, I don't see how that's possible. If Kyle Bowler can beat the Packers 48 to three on Monday night football for the yeah. biggest blowout in Monday night football history, anything can happen. Well, here's the thing. Aaron well, Rodgers hundred Sundays, baby. Or hundred percent remembers that game. So like, I think again, he's, he's a fucking weird guy with that uses everything for chips on his shoulder. I think he's going to be like the last time, in this building, Kyle Bowler blew our, blew our brakes off. Yeah, he's a weird guy. He's a very weird he's a very, guy. Very, Just very cut weird. your fucking hair, Aaron. <laughs> Pass that message along to any Packers fans you guys know. Shailene Woodley. Maybe – will Shailene Woodley be in the building on Sunday? Is, she, who, is that a Star Wars chick? Is she in Star Wars or anything? Oh, come on. Who – I – again. I really don't I, – I really don't know who she is either. Who is she? I mean, oh, they're they're like, oh, she's wow. an actress. Wow, wow, okay. What is so she in? Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. About Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley originally on what was a controversial show at one point, The Secret Life of the American Teenager on ABC Family, if you guys Never heard that of one. Oh, my the, gosh. I could the, not – Give where, less of a shit about where, that. Where, where one of the girls, I think, became like pregnant on the first sh- uh, episode. How original? No. I, look, I'm just you know, don't shoot the message. Wait, she's she's only thirty. Aaron Robin Cradle. She was in The Descendants with George Clooney, which was a which was a critically acclaimed movie. Never heard Did of it. Did you guys ever watch the Divergent series of movies, which is was when absolutely the, not. Was when the uh, sort of post-apocalyptic Hunger Games type of stuff was very important. another she original. Was in, Next. She was in those movies. She was in Big Little Lies, which is a very uh, popular show on HBO. Is that that one with Mr. A or whatever? <laughs> that I don't know. I have never seen it. At least Witherspoon's in it. Nicole Kidman's in it. Um, and she was in The Fault of Our Stars, which is the um, which is a was a popular teen book that got um, made into a movie. So she does have scoliosis. So that at 15, she was diagnosed. Mm. With that. Yes. Uh, I will take your word for that. I didn't I've, I legitimately <laughs> have no idea who she is. That is shocking. She's, I wouldn't say she's like, uh, maybe that's not, actually, that's not shocking. I'm not shocked by that, but she's, she's pretty a, famous. She's a big Dakota pipeline girl. Uh, the first, she also played a young Caitlin Cooper on the OC. Who's Caitlin? No. Way back in the day, before yeah, they, they changed, before Willa Holland was. No, I was Laguna Beach. I was give me the real stuff. Give me the real just stuff. Remarkably yeah, average. The real, yeah. She's oh not. gosh. 
Are we gonna do that? Sorry, I'm just gonna I wasn't gonna do looks. Wow. I wasn't gonna do looks. I respect all. Gonna, all I, go we're and, all thinking it. Come on. You're gonna you're gonna go against Aaron like that? Yeah. Not that actually go against Aaron, but. Um, Shane Put me on your bulletin board, bitch. And Chase Rice could walk into my house. Like, Maybe Shailene and Chase Rice will be on stage. Chase Rice is really performing at the tailgate. What a get. Not a, what a get, I guess, but what an interesting get. Yeah, I wasn't just making that up. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, I knew you weren't. I just, I just like clicking to me that that's a – Yeah. It's just... The last time I saw Chase Rice, he was involved in Bachelor uh, drama. Oh, God, he's a like Bachelor three, guy. From three years ago. He wasn't in the Bachelor, but he was involved. They had it. I'm not going to go into this. I'm not going to go into this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you almost uh, got him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bounce around some Ravens news here. You mentioned it. Tony Jefferson, RDT, you mentioned it. Signed to the practice squad. Uh, we love Tony. We love Tony. I don't know how much of a difference he's going to make on this team, but he's fun. Um, fun fact about Tony Jefferson, he, does, he didn't know what Papa Shot was. Uh, Jimmy's, Jimmy's had a Papa Shot like charity event for Rudy Gay's foundation one night, and I was up there and, and – he was in the bar and I challenged him. I was like, I'll beat you in Papa shot. And he was like, I don't know what you're saying. And I said, Papa shot. Like the, the, the machine was literally two feet behind him. And he's like, I don't even know what that is. Just had no clue. So I actually had a period of time where the, the term Papa shot, of course I knew what Papa shot was, but I forget what the, the actual name on the, the generic game itself. I forget what it is. Um, but I had that in my head as what that game was. Mm-hmm. And to me, when I was younger, Papa Shot was when you go, and this is mostly in like arcades and stuff, the, the one that has three hoops like on yeah. top of each other, yep. Yep. You smack the little basketball, like that's like a controller kind of thing. You, mm-hmm. you smack it and it pops the ball up. Yep. It kind of pulls the ball up and you try to make it in the top hoop so it falls down. The ball you know, is like, always like very deflated and like – in my head, that was Papa Shot for the first I maybe as much as like twenty years of my life. And then the term Papa Shot referring to the actual the 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 whatever it is where you shoot for like thirty seconds and then it moves back and you get the bonus points or whatever. That's the real Papa Shot in my eyes, by the way. The one you know what I'm talking about, like yep, the last yep. ten seconds or so, the the hoops further back and it's mm-hmm. worth three points instead of two or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Anyways. That's talking about Papa Shot. Talking about Papa Shot. Yeah, Tony, I, Tony Jefferson. Tony Jefferson's kind of Tony Jefferson. I, I, I mean, good locker room guy. He'll be around. Yeah, I mean, he, he, knows, he knows the system. I, you know, he knows the coaches. He's a guy. I feel like Harbaugh liked him. Like, it was just one of – like, it's not a Bernard Pollard. Like, he didn't leave on bad terms. I think it's just he's a, he's a free agent in week 14 for a reason. Like, I know we talked about it a couple I mean, you were ago. calling for Earl Thomas last week. So. I wasn't calling for it. I was just suggesting, like, hey, maybe you run it back. Again, the guy's a free agent. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's – I think if you're expecting him to be Tony Jefferson – because I think Tony Jefferson was a fine player a couple years ago. Um, if you're expecting anything close to that, I don't think – I think your hopes are in the wrong spot. But, um, yeah, again, he's, he's a good locker room guy, and – they can. I feel like they can trust him out there. He's not going to get lost in, in coverage or anything like that. That might not be 100% true. There are some moments there where he was out of position. I think the one that sticks out in everybody's mind is the Nick Chubb run week four, 2019, where he just was could not have been playing the wrong gap more, um, which ironically was the, also the player Earl Thomas pulled up on and just – Pulled up like four yeah. yards short. But, um, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, you can't really expect much from this, but – 
look at what we have around us. Like there's just not, there's just nothing. And so this guy at least has some familiarity with Wink Martindale to some degree. Um, he probably played more under Dean Pease, um, but still like he knows the culture. He knows, you know, John, John Harbaugh's already talking about expecting him in the weight room early. Cause he just brings a lot of energy to the weight room and the locker room and all those types of things. Those are all, those are all positives. And I, you know, uh, Taylor said, Hey, we like Tony. Um, you know, there were some, some mixed uh, bouts, I guess, or mixed uh, reviews on, on Tony. But if anything, like he brings a lot of energy, both in the locker room and like on Twitter, like he was, when the Browns were out there training off seasons, he was the first guy to say, uh, motherfucker, we just won the AFC North. We're the ones who have the crown on this division. You got to come to Baltimore and take it from us. Like that entire attitude, I appreciate him a lot for, and it's kind of sucked that he got hurt and then kind of got tossed on the discard pile, but um, it's good to have him back, I guess. Yeah, I think that was my that was my we like Tony because I think the the social the con he's good for the content he's good he's a yeah. good content guy he's a good con- I can't speak to like how he's in the locker room I'm not there but content wise he's pretty entertaining at times. Uh, Tristan Colon Castillo, COVID protocols. I mean, this is gonna I don't want to make light of the way this sounds relative to COVID in general, but in terms of the NFL relevance of it in terms of what's happening with other teams and in the NBA and sports, losing one guy to COVID right now a week seems to be like you're doing pretty well, which it sounds, like I said, in the grand scheme of things, that's not what we should be worried about. But so hopefully he's fine. It does make, you know, have the Ravens down another lineman, which they can't afford to lose many more linemen, but here we are. Yeah, it's uh it's just kind of harrowing to see any Ravens player on the word COVID in the same sentence. Uh, we're seeing the the rest of the league is just rampant right now. It's uh, the NBA too. Um, the NBA is getting whatever, it. and yeah. the NHL, the mm-hmm. NHL too. The Islanders have missed a ton, and I think the Canucks are also kind of in that limbo position. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's it feels like because we had so many headlines associated with our you know our players and COVID and those types of things it feels like it's a matter of time until it just it's like the domino falls, but um, hopefully we've learned some lessons and, and have protected ourselves or whatever and done the right things. And I don't know. This doesn't need to become another COVID podcast or, or anything, but uh, for now things seem to be on, you know, clear and hopefully they say that way. I, I don't know what more to say about it. Again, I mean, I, after seeing all the, the Browns pop up positive, I think, what did they have? Eight or nine players? Yeah. Like confirmed COVID test. Um, I, that's why I was kind of just like, all right, well, Ravens are going to come down anytime soon now. Cause obviously, you know, with playing and being in the close contacts and everything on Sunday, but yeah, I mean, if they can escape, like you said, Taylor, like not to like diminish it or like minimize, you know, COVID or anything, but like if they can get away with only, you know, Cologne having it, I, I think you, you count your lucky stars. Cause like you said, I mean, if they're say Bozeman gets it or, you know, someone like that, just a close contact, something and they're out for Sunday. It's like, you know, I mean, that, that whole line is already falling apart and band-aids all over it. If you take out a guy like that or, you know, any, any of their other main guys, I mean, it's, they pretty, it's pretty much uh, like out of the season. Oh no. Oh, oh, what? 
Juan Dixon's college basketball team is getting clowned on the internet right uh, now. Yeah, I didn't know if yeah, you guys saw they, that. Yeah. Oh, I was, gosh. I was going to bring that up once we got out of the Ravens talk. Bad, bad night for Sorry, Juan and I company. Just no, that's fair. Just... This is the right time to – ben, ben Nash is somewhere furiously Oh, our guy right Ben now. Nash, Maryland Equipment Extraordinary. Shout out, Ben He's Nash. He's got to be having so much stress. <laughs> I got to text him, actually. I gotta should, yeah, text him and see what he has to say. We'll get Ben's thoughts on the show. Maryland Equipment. Maryland men's basketball and a variety of other sports equipment. Man, very good. It's Coppin State is ninety minutes from Drexel, probably. Like, when do you discover this? And like, how do you not have? Some they guy? must have got. They must have driven up the day of the game and discovered it when they got there. Which they must have gotten there. Just they probably didn't even shoot around. Maybe they just didn't even shoot around there. Yeah. So somebody needs like one of these players needs to just call their roommate and say, Hey, like, yeah, you would think get in the car and get up or like, would have been insane for someone to have driven unless they got there like two hours before the game, which you still maybe could have tried to get get them. Not unreasonable given the distance, but no, (laughs) I mean, it's bad. I mean, it's a, I've reached out to Ben for comment. You can, you can't have that. It's bad. I got to look at, we also need to do, I don't want to, is has Juan Dixon already already mentally left the compensate job? You mean for is, is that what people are saying? I that, is that what people are saying on Twitter? Uh, I just want to look compensate state. Um, and I say this not to 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 clown Juan Dixon because I've had nothing but I had nothing but good interactions with him when he was in Maryland, but they played an insane schedule to start the year. I don't know if we talked about this on the pod. I may have brought it up. They played to start. This is their from their season opener, November 9th, November 10th, November 12th, November 13th, November 15th, all on the road. Oh, my God. Loyola, Chicago, DePaul, Ryder, UConn, UNC, Greensboro, then came home to play Loyola on November 17th, then played two days later at Virginia, and then played three days later at Cleveland State. Like Holy that is shit. an insane. They are one in thirteen. They just pounded a bunch of buy games into a really short period of time. And that's essentially that's how they fund their program. Like, probably yeah. their only win of the season is against Loyola. <laughs> they just lost to Towson by fourteen on Saturday, and they lost to Drexel tonight by seven in their warm-up jerseys. Towson's playing well. They play Kim English and uh, and George Mason at George Mason December. Mm, interesting. Yeah. One and fourteen for the Fighting Juan Dixons. Oh, and th- they played thirteen road games, lost all thirteen. Mm. Yeah, he's getting clouds. That's a t- I mean, that's a tough look. There's no way else. There's no no way else to say it. There's no way else to say it. Is he mentally? I don't know. Is he mentally? Out? I don't know. That I don't just. Know. I don't know. We there's who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to speculate? Or wondering? Who's to speculate on these type of things? Uh, we have a starting five draft to do, and those starting five drafts are, as always, presented by the fine people at Fed Thrill. Sunglasses, I mean, look, it's probably going to be a cool, maybe, let's, let's, let's check if it's going to be, this could backfire. Let's check if it's going to be sunny on Sunday when you're out at the tailgates all afternoon. Par, uh, looks like a partly cloudy, so it could have some sun. There's sun peeking out of that cloud on this weather app, 48 mm-hmm. degrees. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep them on top of the head. Put the sun. Could be some wind. Yeah, could do the uh, what the Hideki Matsuyama just put them on the back of the head for the entire time. That's what. Yeah, that's- could get a little windy. You know, some some sunnies to pop over your eyes just to keep the wind out. You get those the watery eyes if it gets real windy Ooh, and cold. Do not like. You that. can't have that. You can protect your eyeballs. Get some sunnies and the great stocking stuffers. 
It's that yeah. time of year, folks. Yep. Very good call. Very good call. Let, let's see what the wind's going to be. Uh, Max wind gets to 20 miles per hour. That's, that's, you can't have that. You're not having dry eyes if you're doing that. Yeah. Get, get, look, it's going to be summer and spring before you know it. So put the, put those in some stockings, you know, get a couple of pairs, 20% off. Use the promo code exit 52 at checkout. Um, buy sunglasses. I, I'm going to revise my score to 24, 23, by the way, now that I'm looking at this. Okay. There you have it. Yep. Still JT from 50. Yes. 52. 52 is what I said. 52. I stand by that. From JT. Uh, we, we teased this last week. Christmas movies is the draft. Or excuse me, not Christmas. Holiday movies. Holiday movies to open it up to everything. But I, that, that mostly revolves around Christmas movies. Um, I have the first pick. Banks has the second pick. RDT has the third pick. Go back and listen to our uh, Christmas and holiday songs draft where – um, around the middle of the draft, your boy went on tilt. That's a fun listen. Um, I'm, I'm still thinking about. I'm still. I'm still thinking about the eighth pick in the draft. Let me tell you. Okay, Christmas movies. Christmas movies presented by holiday movies. Holiday movies. I keep saying Christmas. I, you just think Christmas movies because you see like the whatever the 28 days of Christmas that they do. Uh, holiday movies presented by Fed Thrill. First pick in the draft. Let's do this now. Die Hard. Yes or no? I don't care. Yeah, I got, take it. There I it cannot is. be bothered by this no. debate. I just cannot. There it is. We, we don't have it. to have the debate. Fantastic. That's just the best movie that I could find to draft. It's, hey, is, that's is, such a great movie. Is the hot dog a sandwich? Not having that debate either. Oh, damn it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's – I'm assuming you both have seen this movie. It's tremendous. It's a great I movie. haven't, actually. That's awful. That's, I couldn't <laughs> tell you the last time I saw it. That's it's on TV all the time. Oh, yeah, but I can, you can't watch movies that you haven't seen in a long time on TV because a the amount of commercials that they put in. Yeah, B, they I can edit really out God knows much. So like, if I haven't seen a movie in a long time, I'm not watching it on TV. Sounds like oh my God, I thought you guys were were flip the channels guys. But again, if I'm like, oh, I missed, watching parts I of movies of is a classic flip the channel situation. Well, I'm multiple. I'm a multiple TV guy. That's, that's you're also my thing. 35 minutes behind everything that's going on. So, <laughs> also Ben Nash said, <laughs> "I said uh, any comment on the Juan Dixon Coppin State jersey? <laughs> Discussing it live on the pod." He said, "Literally just seeing it in nightmare situation." I'm sure. Yeah, there you have it, right. folks. Sounds right. I could have told you that. <laughs> from an equipment manager's mouth to your ears. Yeah. Can you ask him why he doesn't think they could have brought the uniforms? in some sort of time if they're 90 minutes away. Can you get that take from him? Yep, I'm on it. Uh, Banks, while he's on it, you have the second pick. I didn't expect this to go this way. I'm going to take home alone. I got to take home alone here. I I, w- I really had no idea what direction Taylor was going to go, but I think that's the one that's just a mainstay. Um, it's enjoyable. It's fun for the whole family. It's uh, It's got some <laughs> of that adult humor going on too. Um, fun for the whole family sounded it's so the, much like an ABC family ad. It's fun for the but, whole but family. It's, it's Home Alone Saturday night. To me, at least when I was younger, when the football games, when we didn't have that Sunday night game, that third Thanksgiving game, when the football ended, Home Alone was on TV, and that was the start of Christmas season. Like that transition from Thanksgiving mode to Christmas mode was like that. When the clock hit zero on that football game, and, and, and John Madden gave out his turducken, it was home alone time. And it was Christmas time. And so I'm taking home alone. It's the GOAT. My, only, my one downside to this movie is that 
Kevin never gets to eat his mac and cheese, and that's the most tragic part of the entire story. And you're a mac and cheese guy. That's correct. Some would say the mac and cheese guy. Can, can smart, I hear it again? Smart ones. Ooh, that's good. Would say that. More on that to come at some point on another podcast at some point. Uh, can I give you a take about that last Christmas – or excuse me, that last Thanksgiving game? I don't know if I like that NBC night game on Thanksgiving. I'm starting to wonder, like, if that's, like, too much of a good thing. Like, if the football ending as the late – game in Dallas if that's like all we need and then you can put whatever college game on and I don't need to sit and watch another NFL game then you got to get rid of the Lions game oh yeah, yeah. that's also a big gotta, gotta, gotta get rid of the Lions like, you game just then. have to get them off the because you're remind you're reminding me of just being able to sort of flip channels like late in the day and just like find movies that were on or whatever and I, not that I, this is I don't just like watching an NFL game I always love watching an NFL game but I'm just like that was kind of nice it was a nice like just like a bullshit evening to just flip through channels with and the fall asleep on the couch and just like yeah yeah and now it's like oh I guess we have to watch I don't agree with you but I see the value Saints Bills I guess I have to watch this because I have Josh Allen on my fantasy team even though I just want to sleep in the middle of the second quarter <laughs> first of all first world problem second of all just throwing it out there RDT you have two I I was really really hoping that that Banks would go some like Taylor Swift like music video Christmas thing. And I, and I'd get, I'd get both home alone. And <laughs> what? Too. I didn't know. I didn't know how he was going to go. I was like, maybe she has some short film. That's like a Christmas theme. And, <laughs> and he'll go with that. And I was like, if I end up with home alone and home alone too, with my first two picks, like that's the draft right there. So I'm taking home alone too. lost in New York. Um, pe- people like the, you know, which one's better. I honestly have no idea. I don't know which one's better. I think they're both very, very good. Like I, I don't, yeah. I don't prefer one over the other. I'm, I, I, I enjoy both of them the exact same amount. Um, Home Alone Two is classic. It's, it's. Yeah, the Home Alone Two is is. It's nearly a carbon copy. Yeah, they're I mean, just in a different. That's city. the idea of it, and and that's what makes it so great is that they literally were able to just change a couple of things and do the same exact movie, and people loved it. Cause it was that good of a movie and yeah. there's a couple wrinkles they put into it that give it like the New York thing is a perfect, like the central park, the bird lady, just enough to change it. the bird lady <laughs> 45. Uh, yeah, your boy, boy. <laughs> Oh, easy there. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the house Home being under, the, the house being under construction. The sock like, brick the, kid like, is a great quote. Oh, it's an all time. Yeah. Quote. That scene is perfect. And yeah, what's his name? Marv. Marv is from, isn't he from Gaithersburg? That would be news to me. Oh, you didn't know that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'll look that up too. Um, the hot ice guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty sure it's from Gaithersburg. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fantastic movie. Um, I love it. So again, I was really hoping to get Home Alone and Home Alone 2. And Taylor, Ben said... I have no idea. Maybe they traveled the day of the game and they wouldn't have time to go back. Great question. It's just brutal all around. There you go. Yeah, that's there what Taylor go. said. He's on the same page. He's, he's Perfect from Bethesda. And yeah, I can't believe yeah. I forgot because I actually knew this. His name is Daniel Stern. Mm. Yes. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay. Um, my second one, I'm taking uh, – yeah, I'm, ta- I'm taking Santa Claus. Scott Calvin, baby. Scott Calvin. Santa good Claus movie. is a great movie. It's a really good movie. With 
two of the it's all overrated. Time. It's overrated. I don't think it's overrated. I think it's a good movie. I think, I, it's, I think it's a good it's not it's a bad movie. But. Yeah, I think it's a fine movie. I think it also has two of the most hateable characters in any movies ever. It's fucking Bernard the Elf and Neil, the stepdad. <laughs> like, Neil is such a pussy. I, I, I want him to... I, He's I, an all-time pussy. He sucks. And Bernard the Elf, is a, is a, he's a clown show himself. Like, I want him to get his teeth knocked out every time I watch that movie. Oof. Like, Bernard thinks Whoa. he is Santa. Like, he's an elf for a reason. He'll always be an elf. The Browns is the Browns. The Elves is the Elves. Like, Bernard needs to check himself at the door. Like, just because you're the fake Santa Claus is like, guy. That doesn't mean shit. Doesn't mean shit. I mean, there are some great scenes in the Santa Claus. Like when he's growing out the beard and he has the belly and he's sitting on the, on the, on the bench and the kids are like lining up to sit on his lap. Laugh out loud, funny move. Very, very good. Thanks. This was a calculated play. I had to take home alone. I did. I wasn't sure what was going to fall to me there, but this is what I really wanted to take. And I just saw it playing out and took a risk that, Eric wasn't going to take this movie. I have to have this movie. It's my favorite Christmas movie. It's Bad Santa. I love Bad Santa. It is so up my alley. Uh, I've never seen it. Oh, my gosh, Taylor. It's so good. Uh, um, I mean, Billy Bob Thornton puts on a masterpiece here. Uh, Bernie Mac is, is awesome in this movie. Um, I just love it so much. It, I mean, it's just a drunk asshole of a Santa. Robs every mall every single year that he does and, and ditches town. Nobody knows who robs it. It's uh, such a good movie. Thurman Merman is an all-time character. I'm not. Eric just left the room and now he's coming back in, so he's just missing all that. No, I heard a bad Santa. Yeah, bad I Santa. just have no. I Eric can expand here. I have no comment because I've never seen it. I, I've never seen it either. I, God I, I, damn it! Are you kidding me? That's a movie that I'm like ashamed, and I'm I'm afraid to say that like publicly that I've never seen it because I know like I'll get ridiculed and and just like. I've just never seen it. I don't know why. I've never seen it. I know it's been on Netflix for like 15 years, too. If somebody walks up to me and says Fraggle Sick Car, it would make me laugh in an instant. And you guys don't even get what I'm talking about. Yeah. Nothing. I don't feel bad about saying I haven't seen it. I, I'm more appalled that you haven't seen Die Hard than me not seeing Bad Santa. I'm not sure that that's true. Yeah. Um, I'm taking Elf. With the six pick. I love Elf. Elf is a very funny movie. Will Ferrell kind of in a prime part of his career there over like that five or six year stretch where he's kind of at the peak of his powers from like the end of the 90s to like, you know, the 2008, nine type area, that like 10 year run. He's got a pretty good 10 year run. Elf's a funny movie. Um, and just an enjoyable, enjoyable, talk about fun for the whole family. Elf is fun mm -hmm. for the whole family. And uh, I Correct. like Correct. Him creepily uh, sneaking in the shower, singing with Zoe Deschanel or whatever. Yeah, what a moment for Zoe Deschanel that movie. I don't think many people knew who she was at that point. That but. was yeah. that was, like first big one. They also one of my favorite things that they do in that movie is they like oh Zoe Deschanel kind of wants to be a singer. Let's make sure we find parts of the movie where she gets to sing. Is one of like the all time trends. Yeah, time for Zoe Deschanel to sing. Here we go. Um, yeah, can't believe that movie is like eighteen years old because that really. It preceded Anchorman and some of his other bigger movies. Like he obviously had the SNL career as a very well known, you know, actor at that point. Had done Zoolander and some other things, but this, you could make a case was his first big time like 
And it wasn't like a big popular movie when it came out per se. It was, you know, people liked it and all, but it very much grew year after year. $223 million though on a $33 million budget. Pretty good. And it's a clean 97 minutes. Oh, it's great. But you're right. It has increased. Yeah. Popularity. And, it's and clean 97 minutes. Actually, one of the things that, and we'll get to the end of the draft and we can talk about this. One of the reasons I think it has grown in popularity the last like twenty years, not an unbelievable time for Christmas mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. or Halloween. A lot of remakes. Uh, no, lot Christmas of remakes. movies specifically. There's just not a lot of Christmas movies. It's very bizarre. And if they are, they're like rom coms for Netflix that nobody watches. Like they're not studio theater films for the most part. Um, a great performance by James Caan. Peter Dinklage. Also yeah. Had, uh, very before the Peter Dinklage um, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones run, uh, he has a very nice. Uh, like hot run in that movie. Correct. Also, that's very much an example of, and you could say this about uh, a good handful of like Adam Sandler movies and things like that. This uh, elf is a hilarious movie for 60 minutes, maybe 65, 70 minutes. And then Peter Dinklage says, um, what do you say? Call me, call me elf one more time. Mm-hmm. And then it be, and then the movie's over. It's no longer a funny movie from that point on. <laughs> There's nothing funny about it the rest of the way. They just had a funny plot and did a bunch of funny shit. And then they said, oh, we got to bring this thing home somehow. And that's what they did. Uh, by the way, in the Wikipedia, Zoe Deschanel singing was not in the original script, but John Favreau added it when she learned she was a singer. There you I, go. I think I remember like hearing about that somewhere along the lines. Or like somewhere along the way that they, that they just like threw that in. By the way, nominated for the 2004 Nickelodeon's Kids' Choice Award for Favorite Movie. I wonder what was also in consideration there. Damn, mm. didn't win, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. In the 2000, the 2000, we all remember the 2004 Kids' Choice Awards. Favorite movie was won by Finding Nemo. Be Bruce Almighty, Daddy Daycare, and Elf. What a group of movies. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a murder's row. Yeah. yeah, Daddy Daycare was a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with the with, <laughs> with the seventh pick, uh, I'm kind of bringing back one from last week. Uh, I'm taking the original animated How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, it's very fresh in my mind. Watched it a couple weeks ago when it was on TV. It's really good. The song is good. It's a classic. It's a classic. Roll the TV in um, near Christmas uh, near Christmas break for a substitute teacher. Let's watch a movie. Here it is because you can kind of get through it. I'm taking that. It's always on so, TV. You're talking the cartoon one. Yeah, way back. The original. The original. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole, RDT. So we've been we've been listening to that a lot in my house because Joe likes watching the music videos for that one and another Christmas movie. Um and she's obsessed with the 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 creepy smile that the Grinch has. Oh the So she's been like replicating it and it's <laughs> I like wish people the, funniest, that. the funniest thing in the world. I it's, just tried to I just tried to replicate it. I may it. have to go back and clip that. That was um Cool. Yes, very, very fine. The music video, it's a great music video for it. There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Elf, Grinch. Thanks. Christmas vacation. I'm sprinting to the podium. Sprinting to the podium to take this pick in the third round. Should have been a first round pick, probably. It's a great movie. It's timeless. Jolly the Month Club. I think one of my most controversial takes is that this is a movie that does not really anything for me. Mm. That stinks. I'm yeah. kind of. I it, just have like seen it once, and I just, I, I, if I never saw it again, and whatever. It's a funny movie. I'm yeah. fine with it. Like it's, it's good. It's There's good. There's a theme laugh. here I got going here. But Ra- Randy Quaid, all time. It's a really good value. There. I think most people are gonna 100% agree with you. Yeah. 
And again, it, it, the older the audience gets, the more that they're going to be like, how is this not the first pick? How is this yeah. not? It's again, it's funny. Like the, the whole shitter's full, like, <laughs> the, the, like, Oh, it's a bit, what do you say? It's like, Oh, it's a big tree. Like where you stay, where, where are you going to put that thing? Once a bunch of bend over, I'll show you. It's like, Stuff it's just like a that. lot of like, little shit, just like yeah, the, the turkey, just kind of disintegrating on the table. Yeah, like, I don't funny. know. The it's neighbors, great. the neighbors are nut jobs. Like, I haven't watched any of these movies yet, but this year, um, but I'm excited to dive into them for sure. Yeah, Freeform. I'm watching right now is a movie on, and they're uh, they're running through Christmas movies too, so I'm sure that'll be on there. I'm interested in what you do here next, RDT. Uh, there is a movie falling down the board here that I'm personally not going to take, but that people fucking love, and I'm just am interested to see the reception to where it gets picked. Well, so this one I'm going to take Just Friends, which <laughs> is a Christmas movie. It's also one of the funniest movies of all time. Like pretty early Ryan Reynolds. Anna Ferris. What um, a pick. What's her name? What's her name? Um, uh, Chris Klein. Amy Smart. Amy Smart. Uh, Road yeah. Trip. Like, are you kidding me? Um, arguably, it's like that and Waiting are, have like the top opening scenes of a movie of all time. Like, this is fact, a shocking. This is, I, this is a shocking pick. I just didn't even consider this. Yeah. I had no idea. Out of my I, board. I forgot that it was a Christmas movie too until it was on one of the 14 lists that I looked at. And I was like, Oh yeah, it's all around Christmas. And it's so funny. It is. It's an absolutely hilarious movie. Um, I, I love it. I, I watch it every single time it's on. So just friends, if you haven't seen it, it, that's a movie where like, if you haven't seen it in a while, go back and give that a watch. You'll laugh your ass off. Like I promise you. Um, I forgot about Amy smart. What else is she in? running through my dreams all the time wow he was wow. A, he was a Jeez. she was a heavy favorite in the mid-2000s wow good lord Jesus Christ. oh varsity blues forgot about her in varsity blues mm -hmm. forgot about Great. her starsky and hutch win a date with tad hamilton <laughs> what a what a rat was, race what a group of movies this oh, is rat race i saw that in theaters that was that was a movie Get yourself together, Eric. Holy bananas. <laughs> Love Amy Smart. Take, Take another pick. Take another pick. Rat Race is an all-time Take another bad pick. Rat Race. It was so <laughs> it's bad. such a bad it movie. Was, yeah. It's a remake. Yeah, I remember hearing that because I, I think my dad had like, told me that. Take another pick before your better half walks down and you this rant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, going, I'm going Jingle All the Way, baby. Jingle All the Way. Not to be confused with Larry the Cable Guy, Jingle All the Way too. <laughs> Can I tell you something? It, we weren't confusing it. Had no clue that that was on there. Had no clue that that was a thing until I Googled Jingle All the Way and that popped up. Nobody was getting confused. This cast of Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad, Phil Hartman, RIP, Rita Wilson, Jim Belushi. Like, that's. Is Sinbad still alive? Yeah, he is. 65. Yeah, he's, yeah he's still alive. Good for Sinbad. This, this, was, this was my fifth round. I was laser focused on getting this last. Uh, I thought I had to take this now because I didn't think it would last. Um, it, yeah, I wasn't going to get back to you. It's such a funny movie. Like I, I love it. It's, it's I it's love great. this movie so much. The Turbo Man, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> uh, they more or less took Kindergarten Cop and made it a Christmas movie. Um, yeah, like he's yelling. He has his <laughs> that's one very true. And he just yells. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just a couple years later. That's all it is. Yeah, it's I, I love it. I love that movie so much. Yeah, I I. I it's one of the first movies that I remember like watching over and over and over and over and like just putting it on replay, like for days yeah. on end. I knew it would be in your crosshairs given the timing. 
Yeah. And I thought that may have been what Taylor was talking about. No, I believe I will be taking what he's talking about. I, I'm uh, pretty sure. If it doesn't get picked here by you, I don't think it's getting picked. It's a Christmas story. I'm taking yeah. it. Yeah, I'm absolutely taking it. Um, I've seen it so many times that it probably has it, – it's like a running back who's got a lot of miles on it. It's moved down my depth chart a little bit just because I've seen it so many times. But it still plays. It's always going to be on on Christmas Day when it's on TBS. Um, I think – I want to say like TNT runs it on the odds and TBS runs it on the evens they in terms of when it starts. Weird. So they, yeah, they they've double barreled that thing now. They just straight yeah. up yeah, um, run, it, run it all day. Yeah. They just run it all day and you catch the same seem to always catch a bump of sounds every time I turn it on. Like it's just pretty consistent. Um, the old man is just, he's one of the greatest movie characters, maybe the best Christmas character um, that's ever been just, just an old grumpy man that just, <laughs> loves his stupid lamp and, and curses at his furnace. This movie also doesn't do it for me. I don't know what it is. This movie and Christmas Vacation are two beloved, beloved movies that I've just never been into. Like everyone, every, and I'm not poo-pooing either. They're just, for some reason, they don't like Christmas Story is one that people are like obsessed with. And that's why it plays all day because people like to just watch it. But I'm just, I don't know. Are you a Christmas story guy, RDT? Um, kind of. It was like it's my mom's favorite. And again, she's, you know, like, oh, we used to watch this, you know, all the time, you know, when it came out. And again, like I just remember it constantly being on. We're like, I've seen it a billion times, same thing. Like the whole fudge scene, the like, oh, you you'll shoot your eye out, kid, the lamp. Like it's I think it's a fine movie. Like I haven't watched it and fully like sat down to watch it in probably like ten or fifteen years. Um I, I I knew that it would be picked. I mean, it had to. Be, it has to be picked. It's like you said. It, it's old, reliable. Like, it's it's the perfect Christmas movie to put on and like pick up your cell phone or your laptop or whatever and just scroll for days. And look, I mean, the like the the sticking the tongue to the pole scene is like an all time cringy. Like, oh, I can't. I like I can't watch this scene. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's something. But yeah, it's 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 a fine movie. I'm okay with it. There you have it. Um. I am going to take a movie that I don't think anybody probably would have taken if, but I just really loved this book as a kid. So I ended up liking the movie when it came out. Don't. I'm, ta- I'm taking the polar express. Oh, it's an all, oh, that animation stinks. Oh, I hate everything about it. Yeah. I'm taking the polar express. Oh. I liked it. Yeah, Guess I liked what? It. I liked it. That book's awesome. Never seen it. Mm. I can't even watch it. It's so fucking weird. The wow. best thing is the meme that came from it is that little kid. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best part. <laughs> like that uh, little fucking nerdy kid. And then speaking of weird animated picks that only maybe speak to me, I'm taking what is technically the series finale, but was a TV movie of the Animaniacs. I'm taking Wacko's Wish. <laughs> See, that's what I thought. That's what I thought Banks was going to do it too. With like something. I'm taking Wacko's Wish. Banks. What was I going to do, Eric? I don't know. Like, take something funky. Taylor Swift's, like, Christmas something. I don't know. I'm taking a very sunny Christmas. Me? Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I was – that's a hell of a pick. The, the, that's the very first one, right? I think. 
Yeah, it's it's a 43 minutes. It's longer than the Grinch. So, I mean, I came here to defend the pick in case you guys had any problems with no, it. I'm oh, fine. wait, you're taking um, TV? It's a runtime of 43 wait, wait. minutes. You're taking TV series? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait no, a minute. It, I don't, but it's like a, it's like a movie. It's a special. It's Yeah. Ooh. It's a Christmas special. It's a Christmas special. It's a very, a very so, Sony Christmas. Oh, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm no, gonna let challenge flag is coming now, out. No, I'm gonna let you take it. I now have to look something up real quick. Though. Oh, jeez. I thought about doing that too, like because I didn't think about I because the the Grinch is so presented as a movie. Is this like presented as a movie? It's it was a standalone. Yeah. Like it wasn't. I don't even think it was aired on television originally. Like it wasn't. I think it was like part of the DVD add-on. I'm, it I'm, may have been on TV. I'm not sure, but it's, I, it's, it's so good that I have to take it. Like, I have to try to take it. It's such a good special. I think I remember that it was on Netflix as, like, a It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Christmas, you know, whatever it's called. Like, it's not in – it's not at the end of the season or whatever. Like, you have, you have to – It's like you said, it's like a standalone thing that you yeah, have to Yeah, it was like – it was a DVD feature, like a – and it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, you have the last pick, RDT. It's so good. I mean, from soup to nuts, I put it up against every single every single episode of It's Always Sunny because it's just Charlie Charlie's mom having all the Santas over mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and Max family stealing everyone's Christmases. Like it's it's so good. It's so perfect. And I I don't know that 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 Frank has done anything funnier than than crawl out of that couch yeah i mean it's it's an all-time gift it's an all-time scene yeah that's that's a good one um my last one give me i'm going nightmare before christmas call it what you want halloween movie christmas movie um i put it under christmas again i've just i just put it on air because my daughter is obsessed with Jack Skellington, and we've watched that movie a bunch <laughs> the last couple months. Watched it forty thousand times. Yeah, I literally I bought her like a stuffed animal blanket combination package for from Target the other day. So now she's running around with that little toy. So it's it's a good movie too. It's a good. They got good songs. They got it's funny. Um, so a little adult humor in it. I I like it. It's it's a. I think it's on. It's not. It's I think it's on Disney Plus. If you haven't seen it in a while. It's always good to go back and watch those. That's the draft. I'm currently looking up on Christmas specials. Yeah. That could have gone a lot of different ways. If, cause Chris, some Christmas specials are like 30 minutes, whatever. I took die hard. Um, Elf, how the Grinch stole Christmas, the polar express and wacko's wish. Thanks to home, home alone. Um, I have these kind of mislabeled a little bit. Hold the phone. Home Alone, Bad Santa. Home Alone, Bad Santa. Um, just doing it for our for our record keeping. Uh, Christmas Vacation, A Christmas Story, and a Very Sunny Christmas. RDT took Santa Claus. Um, Home Alone Two. Reverse those order. Um, just Friends, Jingle All the Way, and A Nightmare Before Christmas. I had. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Miracle on 34th Street, and A Christmas Carol, some honorable mentions. However, uh, Wait, you didn't pick any of those. No, I did not. 
However, if I was going to pick some Christmas specials, quote unquote, although I don't know if these would have counted, they would have been stretches and I didn't go for them. I would have picked Christmas every day, the fairly odd parents Christmas special, a Johnny Bravo Christmas, the Johnny Bravo second Christmas special <laughs> and the very first Christmas to me, the SpongeBob episode. But all of those are like 20 minutes. So I don't really think that they count, but I just want to mention them as things that I could potentially could have taken. The sunny one is 43 minutes. So that's like a significant, I mean, 43 minutes is different. You're filling an hour block yeah, of yeah. TV time as opposed to half an hour, which I think is, which I think is fair. I just want to throw those out as things that I, sure. there's an, a thousand percent chance. I take the SpongeBob Christmas special and the fairly odd parents Christmas special over my last two picks. So I have to say them now, but I don't think they would have counted, but I'm saying them now. You guys have anything else? There, by the way, there are not a lot of good holiday movies. There just are not. There just aren't. There's a steep drop off at a certain yeah. point. Yeah. Um, unless you really like the classics, like unless you're really into something like Miracle on 34th Street or Christmas Carol, like one of those types of things. It's a wonderful life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there, I, like, I, I didn't think there was any. Frosty the Snowman, but like Frosty the Snowman is in so many iterations. Like what are you even picking when you pick Frosty the Snowman? I don't know what you're picking. There's like that Jack Frost one that came out. Like Jack a little Frost. live action. Yeah, like yeah. I saw a video a picture that? of that. And I was like, what are we doing? Like um, I had Office Christmas Party, which is pretty recent. Like. Uh, I didn't end up seeing that. That That was was one where the previews looked good, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I just never got around to it. Jason Bateman, um, Olivia Munn, I think, maybe. Um, That was actually – that's what I was watching on Freeform just now. Um, Edward Scissorhands, which I had no idea was a – I guess I forgot that's a Christmas movie. Again, another movie I haven't seen in 20 years, but I remember really liking it. And Eight Crazy Nights, that was the only Hanukkah-themed movie I can think of. So if I I was really, really – needed to scrape the bottom of the barrel i would have picked that but uh yeah that's i mean that's all gremlins i guess they said two is a christmas movie i don't recall really? but sure yeah I, I probably like my hand was forced on the sunny thing because my plan as it was unfolding was to take a christmas story and then get jingle all the way to finish that was my perfect draft that just went a little bit sideways but i still love the pick that i made um if i had to default to something else i probably would have taken charlie brown christmas um just, you know, I feel like we yeah. all have probably our classics that our families kind of leaned into a little bit. And that's probably the one that my family did the most. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I say that and I said my little spiel in the middle of the draft feels like there's room for like a really good Christmas movie and maybe some or holiday or whatever Christmas more specifically, because I think that's what just movies are normally made around the holiday season. Like there's just there's movies that are put on Netflix every year that are just sort of like here's a movie holiday Christmas movie for people to watch on their streaming service because they're just like oh I need a new movie and they watch it but like where is the new Elf like there just literally has not been one in 20 years for the most you, part like it's a movie like that. it's like a family movie that goes into theaters maybe I'm missing something I could totally be missing something but not, even an animated movie there's not even been like a really good animated movie. Like you would Where's think, the Frozen. Where's the Pixar Christmas movie? That's what I was gonna say. Pixar is like dropping the ball here. Like Frozen again. It's like a snow. It's not a Christmas. I don't think. I haven't. It's seen not. It. No, I don't think you would call Frozen a Christmas. Yeah, I've but it's like people it. would may say that because it's like, oh, there's a snowman and there's snow, but it's like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. you haven't seen Frozen? No, I haven't. We You've I've kept seen, you her away from that. So I've far? seen pieces of it. She's never. We tried to watch it one time and she didn't. She had no interest. Wow, in it, so. she might be the only daughter in america that is refusing to get into frozen that, that, is would, that would be big for us if we skip the frozen phase i wouldn't mind it yeah i mean that's gonna save you some money too yeah 
Wow, that's shocking. That would have been, I thought, would have been a, would have been a very much being watched at the RDT household. She knows the song, but it's not from the movie. She knows it from like mm. the my, I forget how. I think Every other kid that part. she was singing it, probably, <laughs> probably that. Wow, there you have it. Yeah, it's a pretty steep drop off. Like we said, unless you're like very into some of the classics, which I've been disappointed with the sport movie collection in the last fifteen years or so too. There's been a real drop off there. It's disappointing. Yeah, but you have some like ones like Creed that pop up and people like Creed's yeah. really good. And and like if you look to look at the last like I guess Rush was pretty early in the decade, but that's a good movie. The F one movie. Um Creed two's fine. I'm trying to think. Southpaw was very eh. But yeah, there's not like what's the latest what's the last good baseball movie? People are going to say Moneyball, but I didn't even think that that was all, all that great. Yeah. It's – And then uh, it's like – it's a baseball movie, but is it really a baseball movie? Yes and no. Yeah. I, I'm talking about like a classic movie with the with the underdog spirit and a team that – I mean, I guess that is a little bit of Moneyball, but like a, like a major league where with a team that has a bunch of misfits put together and they all get – you know, they go out and they get a ringer – and uh, and they stick it to the man type of thing. Like there just hasn't been a looking at the list of movies. baseball movies. I would say the last good baseball movie is Forty Two, which was a good movie. The Jackie Robinson biopic was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Chadwick Boseman. All right. I was Chabot gonna Boseman. say like the last like sports movie like you're talking about the um, underdog blah 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 like Friday Night Lights. Remember the Titans? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking back like that far. Last good football movie. I mean, concussion, I guess, but <laughs> to the truth, draft day, <laughs> yeah, draft. Day. I mean, this is sort of there. I mean, the Happy Valley or the HBO movie on, on freaking Joe Pop. The, uh, this Kurt Warner movie coming out looks brutal. Oh yeah, it does not look. Oh, have you seen the trailer for the um, the pay for play uh, uh, national championship football movie? The cop that trailer looks horrible i, I will mean, it, say that they address all the right issues but i just can't imagine that movie's good i'd be stunned so yeah. i saw king richard like a week ago that was actually very good um good run for tennis movie because battle of the sexes was good i need to see king richard battle of the sexes with emma stone and steve carell um where they played billy jean king and um in that whole situation shocking that a- but will smith was very good um if if we're really gonna have a talk about football trailers and not talk about Sean Payton, Kevin James. Oh yeah. That was, horrible. that looks his, like, by the ridiculously way, ridiculously fake, but hilarious. Where did they dig Taylor Lautner out of? I mean, he has been gone for years after the twilight movies. Oh, Where did I, he come from? I, that was my biggest takeaway from that. I know everyone's was freaking out about the Goodell thing of the assistant, which was just horribly out of touch. That entire scene with the, you know, Sean Payton's assistant, the girl coming in and not knowing how to pronounce the name. I mean, that was, the fact that they put that in the trailer and they tested that with anybody and no one thought to say that is totally out of touch with how sports works or how anything works, how society works is just mind bogglingly stupid. That was so bad. He looks nothing like Sean Payton and the whole plot looks horrible. The whole thing just looks like a disgrace. Um, Last good basketball movie. I'm just, (laughs) you're right there. This is Carter. This is tough. Uh, Thunderstruck. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um. God, this is tough. 
Yeah, the, the the sport movie scene has been pretty Semi pro, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Good that's movie. The that's the Warrior one. Road. Coach Carter. Ooh, like Mike. <laughs> I mean, <that> is, <laughs> what happened to sports? It's it's just it's like boxing movies. They just they just come up with boxing movies. Yeah, there were a bunch of UFC boxing for for a while. Oh, um, Warrior. Uh, Warriors are really mm-hmm. good movies. Are very, very Can't help but notice that, that Eric didn't run to LeBron's defense on a Space Jam remake. Ooh. thought it was better oh, than the first that one. That wasn't Fine. even listed here. Fine. Was that listed here? It's more of a life oh, yeah, movie. Space Jam and New Legacy. I, I just skipped over that. That Yeah, that's a – that had no staying power. I, I, will, I will never see that. It's just – it's more of a life movie than just a basketball movie. It's, it's all about family, so – Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Do not say anything. There's only one set of movies that's all about family. Oh, whoa. <laughs> oh, whoa now. By the way, by the way, <laughs> you, credit, you to, family. credit to me <laughs> for last week when you said something on the, on the podcast about series just making movies to make movies and, like, just making money. You said something about that, and you were like, these people are just making these, like, over and over and over just to make money. And I was like, what are we talking about here? Are you insinuating that they're just making Fast and Furious movies to make money and not to finish out what is one of the great sagas and storylines and franchises in the history of cinema? It's literally what exactly what I've been saying. That's, that's an uneducated take <laughs> from someone that just doesn't understand the value of family, which is family, incredible yeah. considering the beautiful family you have in that house that you're sitting in right now. The fact that you don't, you don't, it doesn't connect with you. It's just, it's just simply sad. Oh, thank you very much. Dwight it's Howard and Malik Monk are now out with COVID. Oh my gosh. Uh, 2020 all over again, baby. <laughs> and that was our and that was our sports movie discussion. We could do, <laughs> After we, the what? Movie. We could do a whole podcast on that. Um, <laughs> thank you to Fed Thrill for sponsoring the starting five draft. Um, XV2 is the promo code. Get 20% off. Nick Kaner Medley, Maryland person of the week. I am gonna start. It's the darts. The darts couldn't be more back. Wednesday afternoon in the United States. Wednesday evening in Europe, the world championship of darts begins again. And I don't, we don't get paid by the zone, but if you want to watch the greatest niche sport in the world, you should get yourself a the zone subscription for this month and tune into the darts, the best crowd for any sport in the world. God, I can't wait. God, I can't wait. Banks can't wait. He's, I saw him clapping down there. Let's go. Let's go. It's back, baby. Thanks. I just completely concur with you. I'm, I'm with you 100%. It's a phenomenal <laughs> event. If you don't know how darts is played, how it works, you should learn it. It's it's fascinating. It's exhilarating. Um, it takes and it's actually surprising how it's surprising how much of a skill differentiation there is between the best and the not the best. Because you think like, oh, darts, it's a parlor game. Like, how different could it be? Because it's literally like a phrase. It's like, oh, it's like throwing darts. And like, you, you would think it's like poker where you just catch a bad hand or it's just not your day. You're going to lose. But no, it's the same guys at the top pretty much every time. And there's, of course, there's upsets along the way. And that's why you play the, you play the matches. But um, it's incredible. Darts are awesome. Darts Party is awesome. RDT, How do we say that? Will you watch? That's a great question. Will you watch darts? Yeah, if I, I mean, I don't think I have the zone, but I, I watch the clips you post. I, I see him floating around the uh, 
the Twitter sphere. I, I, I got no problem with darts. I got zero issue with it. Oh, man. I'm getting chills. Um, I'm, I'm going to take Connor Williams. Oh. Are you following? I believe so. He is, he is the large individual yeah. that stole college basketball's yeah. heart on Saturday, seven-footer. Um, if you didn't see who this guy was, you were off the internet this weekend. But um, it, I just love the idea that some D3 guy who's been – he's a freshman, so he's been playing for a couple months now, give or take. Um, but he's just been lying in the weeds, and he just catches – some game on ESPN three against Buffalo and he becomes a national sensation just because he's a large fella who can sit at the top of the key, set some picks and throw some passes and also knock it down from deep. Like Connor Williams is just, he, he's one of the things that makes you appreciate the internet and the, and the, the modern age of where these types of characters don't go. They, they don't get, you know, it doesn't go too long without them getting uncovered. It, the, I mean, the best part, the only reason he's famous is the, the trip and fall. And oh, my gosh. Him, uh, him stepping on that dude's foot and just tweaking his ankle and getting up. I saw that someone <laughs> said that, that, that that's like the Kevin Malone chili drop of basketball. Yeah. Like, it's just so funny. It's incredible. And I like, like the videos of him hitting the threes, I was so unimpressed with. I was like, okay, awesome. Like, cool. And then, like, I saw the video of him falling and, like, just chucking that pass. And I was like, this is it. Give it to me. This is why. The manner in which he went down, like, a ton of bricks. <laughs> and then just hanging out. <laughs> and just got himself back up, looked completely undeterred. Makes me think that he does that on a regular basis. Like, this is almost part of his game. <laughs> like, he just made it look easy. It's like, hey, we, we watched Sunday Night Football the other night with Aaron Rodgers and Collins were at the slobbering all over him and how he makes everything look easy. Connor Williams makes basketball as a seven foot, 360 pound individual look easy. It was yeah, very, very funny clip. I, I thought it was great. Already Um, I'm going to go urban Meyer. <laughs> God bless urban Meyer, man. Thank he doesn't God. deserve to win this award. Come on. Thank God for urban Meyer. Just everything he's done for like, just in the very short time, like my the football team that I root for, the AFC South, the AFC in general, he's just the gift, especially this time of year, just the gift that keeps on giving. Like the loser quotes this weekend that came out, the like all the stories. I love it. The like dead fish limp handshake he gave to Mike Vrabel after his team got like their teeth kicked in was just so. And then even the like the press conference when they asked him about like, you know, hey, blah, 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 what about this guy's playing time? And he's like, yeah, I thought he played well today or whatever. And the guy didn't play a single snap. Like, that guy is so mentally checked out. He doesn't care. I, I love everything about it. It, it. it couldn't happen to a better guy, too. I'm just I'm, – I'm very happy for Urban Meyer, and I hope he sticks around Jacksonville for a long, long time. To say that. that dude needs to stop coaching. I, I think, like, there's some, like <laughs> – like, legitimately needs to like stop he's got enough money like i just think it's like i don't think he's a good guy at all but that's like a sad situation well and it's like it, it it's was just like it's just like dude like you're done like it's over like yeah it's over. he's he's i'm trying to think of like i don't i mean he's just he, you could see it like he just doesn't it doesn't seem like he cares um and again they i mean they were he seemed in over his head from the jump from preseason when he's flipping out at people you know the coaches on his team and they're all losers, and he's a winner. So, like, just an all-time, like, 
what have you done? Prove your resume to me. Meanwhile, he is the second worst uh, winning percentage out of, out of all his coaches that have coached in the NFL. I love it. I love yeah. everything about him. Urban Meyer, man. He's very Merry Christmas, Urban. I have two honorable mentions. First, Maryland basketball, big win on um, Sunday. Ready to huge, shoot a bit. Huge win. See you, Florida. It's a great one. And um, F1, the Formula One final race in Abu Dhabi. I'm sure we have a lot of listeners. Maybe there's people that are watching Drive to Survive on Netflix, which is an amazing show. Was I was on the edge of my seat in the last lap. I was like audibly making noises as, as Max Verstappen passed Lewis Hamilton. What a rush to have it like 930 in the morning. It was tremendous. Great job by F1. People have, they've like raised the viewership over two years, like 300,000 people are raised. So good for them uh, in the United States. But that was epic. Good for Max Verstappen. Push, push. Push, um, push. Bucks, bucks. That is, it was just electric. It was electric. F1. What a weird surge in popularity in the United States for F1. Out of nowhere. There's no American stars. There's no parody, which is, which is something people apparently love in American sports, although there's very limited parody in a lot of sports. But any honorable mentions from you guys? I have F1 in Maryland. Shout out to both of them. Those things that gave me joy this weekend. Uh, oh, yeah. Shout out to Waltzin. Shout out to Waltzin. Shout out to Waltzin. So you're not going to take the Waltz after. Taking the I mean, Waltz. The Waltz freaking. The Waltz. Putting, I love the Waltz. Putting man. together. <laughs> the Waltz. Oh, my God. Maybe threatening 2,632 someday. Oh, maybe. I, um, I will. I'm trying to find it real quick. I will. RDT, we need to get you to the Waltz, man. I would I, – if I'm – Have you been? Awake, I don't think so. If oh. I'm awake past like 1130 on a Friday, <laughs> then yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Um, oh, I, shout out to Don't Know All You Can Drink. Shout out to them too. I'll give them some free pop. Yeah, was, I was thinking about doing that. But that, that time of the night. Yep. Um, I, I may have to go with – I'm going to put my, my old rival aside. Um. Kevin Durant with a fire tweet 37 minutes ago. I don't know if you saw this. This exchange. I didn't. Oh, no, this would be breaking news to me. So Skip Bayless, I think Kevin Durant had a 50-point triple-double, I think, tonight. Like, killed it for the Nets. The Nets only had eight players. Kevin Durant killed it. Skip Bayless at 1020 tweets, the best player on the planet was at it again tonight, Brooklyn, going assassin in overtime for the COVID rock Nets. Nothing like Kevin Durant. You watch, Braun? Harmless. Yeah, that's kind of – I mean, that's Skip Bayless being Skip Bayless. Yeah, Skip being Skip. Kevin Durant tweets at him at 1045, I really don't like you. He just retweeted – quote, retweeted Skip Bayless. <laughs> I really don't like you. That's all he said. Oh, Kevin Durant. 106,000 likes, 24,000 retweets. So his – that tweet right now, it's 38. <laughs> has as many um, retweets as my uh, LeBron one. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I mean, hate, Bayless – I don't like Kevin Durant, but I don't like Skip Bayless either, so. Yeah. Is Kevin Durant, yep, still on me, I do me, and I chill. One of the all-time uh, Twitter bios. It's never <laughs> changed. It's just so consistently the Twitter bio. Um, love that. Anything else? Yep. Do you have anything back? I'm going to take, gonna take Tom Wom's games. Uh, just an awesome succession finale. A lot of people raving about it. Oh, I'm, um, I'm trying to catch up on that right now. I'm, like, way behind, obviously, but I'm watching. So, wait, did you started that for the first time, didn't you? Yeah. Well, where are you at? I'm in, like, the, like nearing the end of the first season, so. 
Oh yeah, you got a long. Yeah, way I got to a long way to go. Yeah, yeah long so way to go. Oh, I'll, when I, we would get there, we can talk about it. But I yeah, know. it was a good. It was a good finale. Um, the season was kind of mediocre most of the way, but there's some great foreshadowing in the mix there, and I'll leave it at that. Let's um yeah we can quickly move on to talk about uh, how far I've gotten in the wire. All right, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, appreciate uh, everyone listening as always uh, week to week. You can follow Banks at Barstool Banks. You can follow Eric at E D I T T I twenty. Two got through that one better than I have in the last couple weeks. Here we go. Me at Taylor Smith Ten Podcast at XV Two Podcast Twitter and Instagram, which you're probably already following if you listen to the show. So, you know, whatever. Um, support the sponsors and the uh, and the partners. Thread Level Midnight continues to throw shirts up there. The end of the XV Two merch, which is tremendous. Thanks to Thread Level Midnight. As always, thanks to Jimmy Seafood. Exit Fifty Two promo code at uh, Fed Thrill to get your sunglasses. And we'll be back on Sunday, instant analysis time. As I said, me and Banks both at the game, so we'll figure out what the timing of that will be. But uh, we will get it done, as we always do. And we will see you then on the X52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.